Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Spartan 160 EN podcast number uh, 117. Coming from you live after Portugal made it third place, one of the top four third place teams. Um, and yeah, we'll get right into it. But starting off with my panel, starting with my main man, Steph. Steph, what's going on, bro? Woo! I'm feeling better because uh, what a tough game today against the world champs. Uh, but we pulled it off, and that's all that matters. Now uh, the next opponent will be Belgium Sunday, 3 p.m. our time, and I believe 8 p.m. Sam's time in the U.K. And uh, it's not so bad. If we finish in second, I think we would have played England, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep. Uh, and then the first place would have been Switzerland. So all top-notch teams, so I'll take, I'll take it. Uh, I'm okay with Belgium at 3 p.m. I think we could. We could overcome them, but we'll talk about that. Very excited. I'm glad Ronaldo uh, beat another record. At least he tied the record. Tied it, yeah. Yeah, 109 goals for his national team. So that's fucking amazing. Nobody was counting on that. He's got five scores altogether. The top score of uh, the Europa League. So that's phenomenal. Facts, facts. And also joined by my main man, Sam. Sam, what's going on, bro? Yeah, I'm good. Got the new shirt on. Got it for my birthday. Turned 22 uh, on <laughs> yeah. Monday. Yeah. So I've got Ronaldo on the back, but I can't turn around. But yeah, I mean, we'll get into it. But two great teams today and two great teams the last time we played as well. I mean, the quality of this tournament, I think, has been fantastic. So I'm looking forward to speaking out with you guys. Facts. Facts. So let's just uh, let's jump right into the... Uh... Before we get into today's game, the the you know I don't want to talk too much about it, but we got to talk about uh, Portugal, uh, Germany. Portugal did lose four two, but scored four goals. How does that make sense, guys? Uh, starting eleven was uh, Rui Patricio in net. We had Rafael Guerreiro, Ruben Dias, uh, who b- both scored goals uh, this game. Pep and Nelson Smith on the back line. We had Jota, William, Danilo, Bruno Fernandes, and Bernardo with Ronaldo leading the line. Um, Steph, I'll start it off with you first, dude. What were your thoughts on uh, on this four uh, two loss to Germany? Uh, we we deserve to lose. There's no, there's no, there's nothing I can say. Uh, I was looking for the lineup, and now you have it on the screen. Even better, easier. Um, uh, there's only one one person to blame. Uh, Fernand Santos, Joaquin Lowe, uh, tactically, like we say in the Portuguese, Jiria. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, he prepared the game better. And uh, he saw that Nunez and uh, Rafael Guerreiro, they were unprotected. Uh, that Diogo Jota and uh, Bernard Silva were basically told, hey, you can navigate waters up front. Don't worry about the back. And um, and Germany had a field day. Uh, they they used and abused the back of Nunez and Rafael Guerreiro. And I don't blame them. I, I do not blame Smedo and Guerreiro at all. Uh, Diogo Jota and uh, Bernard Silva didn't help them. And I don't blame Bernard Silva and Diogo Jota either. Because this this were, were instructions given by Fernand Sanz. He failed with the tactic against the German. He thought he, he could go toe-to-toe against them. And then the German said, ha, are you kidding me? You really want to go toe-to-toe with us? And we couldn't keep up with them. Uh, and shame on Fernand Sanz. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it's when you make mistakes and you learn from them, it's good. Because 
we're human beings and we will make mistakes. And the tendency is to learn from these mistakes and evolve and get better. And against France, we, we have to kind of correlate both games together. We saw the changes and, and we saw that Bernard Silva and Jota they helped a lot more Smedo and Gredo, and it, it was a big difference. Uh, and I was having this conversation on uh, on the DM on on uh, twi- on uh, Twitter with uh, Patrick Kutu, and um, and we both agreed that it was not Smith's fault. If if you don't know how to follow a soccer game, if you don't know how to read a soccer game, if you the typical about, I'm sorry to say this, but the typical fan that you only see what you want to see, then you would blame Smith and Gredo. It's easy, easy targets. But then if you see the tactic, the tactic that was imposed by Fernand Sanchez, you would see right away, what the hell? Fernand, Bernard Silva and Diogo Jota didn't support them at all. And then Danilo and um, William Carvalho uh, didn't drop towards the middle. So you saw Smith divided and Gredo a lot of times towards the middle and unprotected on their six. Uh, and then it, when you stop and think, you, you have to you, you tell yourself, is it the player's fault? And then you realize, no, it's not. It's actually the coach that told them to play this way. So shame on Fernand Sanz. Uh, today, much better against France, and we'll talk about that much, much, much better. I think the only one that sucked in that party in, in that game was uh, the referee, to tell the truth. Um, uh, but you know, coming back to the game against Germany, they deserve to win. They 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 exploit our weaknesses, uh, and and we 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 didn't adjust it. I mean, we suffered one goal, no adjustment. We suffered a second goal, no adjustment. We we su- suffered the third, fourth goal, no adjustment. I was like, what the hell is Fernand Sanz waiting for? That's what I was thinking. I was like. Why is he not telling Bernard Silva and Duke Jota to support Gerrit and Smed? Or to tell, you know, Danilo. But Danilo can only do so much uh, as, as a untrinco, uh, a, a, defender, uh, a defensive uh, midfielder. And Lund Carvalho was most, more focused in, in, uh, in uh, you know, playing offensively. But I agree, he shouldn't even be playing. He shouldn't have been even included in the, this Euro at all. Uh, William Carvalho shouldn't even be playing in this hero. Shouldn't at all, at all, at all. He doesn't play for Betis. Seriously, I don't. It's not because he screwed Sporting. It has nothing to do with that. It's logic. He's not in his top. Uh, you know, the peak of his career. He's not performing well at Betis. Why would you call him when we have a, a lot more players in the sub twenty under twenty one team? In, in it, they could perform better. I mean, I would have played Potts instead of him, to tell the truth, you know. But I'm glad that he didn't play against France. But to you know, to 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 wrap it up against Germany, we deserve to 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 lose. Germany played much better. Congratulations to his Joaquin Lowe because he set up the team. He was able him and his uh, and his 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 uh, coaching staff were able to study Portugal really well. They saw our weaknesses. They saw how Fernand Sanz liked to play. And I just don't get why it took Fernand Sanz so long. I don't think he ever adjusted the team. And that's why we suffered four goals. 
And, uh, you know, congratulations to Germany. Dead game it belonged to them. And 4-2, you could have been 6-2. Or let's say 6-3 because Renat Schenz had a great kick on a, yeah. uh, on a, against the post. Uh, but, you know, that's all I have to say. Muito pobre do Fernando Santos. Que agora não anzol. Agreed. A thousand percent agreed. How about you, Sam? Yeah, I, I agree with everything Steph said there. I'm not going to reiterate his point too much, but you you know Germany were going to come into this game looking for a win. You know, they lost to France and they need every point they can get and a win pretty much will pretty much will secure them into the next round. So I don't know why Fernando Santos fought William and Danilo and soaking up pressure would be the best way forward. Um, like Steph said, Nelson Semedo was an easy um, scapegoat, but it was Pepe's positioning, Ruben Diaz positioning that, that led to those goals. And Germany were fantastic. You know, Gnabry, Muller, um, Gossens are some of the best in, in their league. Um, Gnabry and Muller obviously play for Bayern Munich and we all know how good they are. So I don't think it was such a surprise that we we lost, but I think it was just in the manner we did, scoring the two on goals. Ruben Diaz has looked shaky the whole tournament as Guerrero. I'm not really sure if we've had anyone stand out in the defence or midfield, and maybe until today, but obviously we'll get into that in a bit. But I think Fernando Santos got this all wrong, and the game, the loss is 100% on him. If you look at that team, look at German, Germany's team, you can see why we lost the way we did. And I think even no matter what happens this tournament, I think this has got to be Fernando, San, uh, Fernando Santos last, just because... We, this is a golden generation when you look at it. We've got Renato Sanchez, Polina, Pot, um, Ruben Diaz, uh, Cancelo, who's obviously not there, but even like Pedro Neto, but he's ruining in these players by going so defensive and soaking up the pressure. Like look at Bruno Fernandes. You can say that he's not been well, but if you look, if you look at him, if you look at the team, then how is Bruno supposed to play well in that sort of formation? Him and Bernardo Silva are so restricted, but I think. Fair play to Germany. They took advantage of the weakness and 100% the deserved winners there. Yeah, facts. Facts. I, I just want to also, on that same point um, that Steph brought up earlier and that you also brought up now, um, we looked a lot better when Danilo finally dropped into the third center back. It could just be like, I, I think I, by, then, by then it was already 4-1 when we brought on uh, Danilo in the back line. I could be wrong. It could have been 3-1 by then, but... Um, we at least looked a lot more solid with them back there, um, which, you know, like you guys were saying, it was it was stopping that gap because similar to, to what Steph was saying, it's not Nelson Smith's fault because um, for the second goal, because if he covers in, the player out wide gets the ball. If he goes out wide, the player inside then gets the ball and it's even closer to our net. So either way there, you know, Rafa should be tracking back or Bernardo, I can't remember which one it was. Danilo or William should be in that position as well. To, to, um, to stop the cross from going in, or at least stop the, the guy from the front post. Um, so, yeah, it's it's easy to say it was Nilsson Smedu, but um, when looking upon it again, wasn't necessarily him. Um, I don't know how much you guys uh, want to talk about this one, but how much do you think we're missing Joel Cancillo, especially in this this game against uh, uh, Germany? I thought uh, Joel Cancillo was a, a huge factor that, that we were missing going forward in the counterattacks and even defending. I think he's a lot better than Nelson Smith. I don't know what you guys have to say about that. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the Joel Cancillo would have been, I, I don't know. I think he would have, he would have been caught, caught in the same dilemma, uh, because, um, 
it wouldn't matter because it, the problem was the tactic the Fernandes imposed. Maybe it would matter in one or two plays, you know, crosses and so on. But that specific game against Germany, you could have had the best right full back in the whole world with that tactic, and you wouldn't succeed. You wouldn't succeed. It's that yeah. simple. It's that simple. But João Cancelo would be important. I like him personally. It doesn't matter that they came from the Benfica youth. Uh, he's a great player. Then Grand Pumão. But you know, Pumão mean you know he can he can last a long game. Yeah. Uh, but the, the you know he got the COVID nineteen and he couldn't make it, and that sucks because. Uh, Smith is going to get exhausted, but the law today he showed composure, and he, uh, the the reason why I like him in a game like Belgium because he's tall, uh, he's taller than Smith, so corner kicks and stuff like that. I think I think he, he's going to be a nice addition. Just to yeah. add to that as well, um, I don't think Smith is too bad going forward. So I'm um, like he's not as good as Cancel, obviously, but mm -hmm. if you look at today, no, no, um, no, no, um, Nelson Smedo going forward, he was actually okay. He, I mean, he's not the best, like not as good as Cancelo is, but I don't think that's where we lack. It's more of the, the actual defensive structure of the team in in sort of I, I don't know because I don't think like Steph said, if you put any any right back there, if you put like Javier Zanetti or any prime right back, they're still going to fail just because the squad isn't the tactics of the squad isn't up, up to standards. So, but I, I do think we we will miss Cancelo, and I think that will become evident late, later on in the group stage in the knockout stages. Sorry. Yeah, especially because Smith is not going to last all uh, every single game. I mean, assuming that we win against Belgium and then we'll go on with the bracket, he's going to be exhausted. The way he landed today. I I thought it was like a ligament injury. He could be out for the whole tournament, which leaves us with one right back. He got to come off straight away. So yeah, it could be that we we've stuck with not stuck with. That's a bit harsh, but the third choice centre back in did a lot. Yeah, yeah, true. I was yeah facts. Um and yeah, the only other thing, but we can mention it in the on the France game as well. Uh, uh I think our attackers have also been lacking. Jota, Jota, I I, I think wasn't too bad this game, but. First against Hungary, he was horrible. Today, he was lacking. I, haven't, I didn't see much of him. Bruno, of course, that's another one that everybody's talking about. Um, and that's the last topic I want to talk about this game before we move on to France. Um, Bruno deserved to be dropped. Sam, I'll start with this one with you. Like, How have you seen Bruno's uh, Euro so far? Yeah, 100% dropped. And I will credit Fernando Santos for doing so because Bruno Fernandes is one of those players who has that that sort of ego to play every game. And I think the way the way he's been playing, he shouldn't be able to, to just automatically be in the side just on name. And I think it, the the slander is that he's he doesn't never performs in big games. So I, I think he should have been dropped. I would love to see Pot playing more, but you know, he he chose someone else. So I I think he should have been dropped. Steph, you, you agree? Yeah, of course I do agree. I think uh, I think uh, Danny froze. Uh, there's uh, uh, internet connection from Canada with Mister Roger sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. He deserved to be dropped, and uh, it just shows that the, the the Premier League is a very competitive league. Uh, you could see he's exhausted. Um, you know, I mean, playing at Manchester United is not a an easy tasker, and then he had all those. League Cups, Europa League Cups on top of it. 
Then you had the uh, the, the English uh, Cup on top of it. So it's been a lot of games, and now it's showing that he's exhausted. And uh, Fernand Sanz as the coach, he, he has to be the one realizing that and saying, hey, I need some fresh legs. This is not the time to play tic-tac-toe. And uh, I, I do need the best uh, you know, players available at 100% that can give me everything I need uh, in Portugal. So, so for, um, Bruno Fernandes being dropped was a good choice. And sometimes playing players coming off the bench, they actually it gives them an extra spark and they perform better. And in this case today, uh, Bruno Fernandes was okay. But about Jota and Bernard Silva, the reason why they didn't shine so much today because they had to worry about you know playing defense. So when you play more defense than – when your role is playing both, playing defense and offensively, you're going to be exhausted, you know, quite faster. And that's why I think happened to Jota and uh, Bernard Silva. But I, I'd rather be it that way. I'd rather see Bernard Silva and Jota, uh, Bernard Silva helping Semedo and Jota helping Guerreiro because today was phenomenal against France, and we'll talk about that. Facts. And let's get right into that. Um, let me just throw up the uh, lineup right here. Um, so we, ha we, ha we started with Rui Patricio in net, Rafael Guerreiro, Ruben Dias, Pep, and Nelson Smith back in the back line. Um, we, um, Renat Sanch got the, got the start, Danilo in midfield again, João Moutinho got the start, and in the same front three with Jota, Ronaldo, and Bernardo with um, Palinha coming off the bench, our, our Spartan boy. Uh, Bruno Fernandes coming off the bench, uh, Ruben Neves, da, uh, Diogo Dalot, and uh, Sergio Oliveira. Let me get, let me, uh, the France lineup was Loris in net, uh, Kouande at left back, uh, Varane, Kimpembe, and Hernandez uh, following that back line. And then Tolisso, Pogba, Conte in midfield with Griezmann, Benzema, and Mbappe basically up top uh, with substitutions of Rabio, Coleman, Sissoko, and Digne. Uh, um, Sam, I'll start uh, this one off. First with you, what were your thoughts on this game? It was a very good game from a neutral end for like a sort of our perspective as well. I think, to be fair, that first half, I thought we were all over France. We looked confident. The The new shape of the team dropping William and Moutinho as much as I don't like Moutinho, I thought he was he was very good in the first half. Um, I just think we were dominating them. And then I think the penalty decision, which was never a penalty, by the way, um, just ruined the whole the whole sort of tempo of the game. And just to add to that, I hope Danilo's okay. That did look quite nasty. And I, I hope he's he's fine. Um we've seen collisions happen like that before, like Raul Jimenez and, and David Luiz where and you know, Ryan Mason for Hull as well, that those those can take a toll on someone's body. So I hope he's okay. Um but in terms of overall performance of the game, I think I I do believe that we could have won that, and again, it's sort of sort of Fernando Santos' fault as well. I know France are the world champions, and I don't think it's fair to pin everything on Fernando Santos. But Ruben Diaz and Pepe's positioning on Benzema's goal was awful, and me and Danny were talking about it before it come online that Ruben Diaz is the Premier League Player of the Year. He might not have the midfield he has in front of him for City, the for Portugal, but he should be much better in uh, keeping his players. A great pass from Pogba, don't get me wrong, but I just think the defensive shape for them to 
has been pretty bad the whole tournament. And you can blame Fernando Santos, but at the end of the day, it's them two have to take responsibility for it. I thought Nelson Semedo had a had a, a better game. Um, still a bit shaky defensively, but when you have to uh, man Mark Mbappe, you're going to get skinned quite a few times. I don't care who you are. Mbappe is just fantastic. Didn't have the best game today, but but I just think Ronaldo as well. You can call him Penaldo. You can call him whatever you want, but it takes composure to score those and. He never looked for a second he was going to miss. If you look at the replays, he's confident. He's got the fans cheering him on. He just he just knew that he was going to score. And to I, I hate this man, but Rui Patricio today was absolutely incredible. Those two saves he made after the Pogba shot and the Griezmann shot, it reminds me so much of when he was in Euro 2016 and he saved the shot from Griezmann. I think it's a statue now in his, his hometown, but... He was just fantastic, and I, I don't blame any of the the goals for for, for Patricio. Penalty is obviously 50-50, and the the, the Benzema goal is a great finish. But when I look at that team, Renato Sanchez, I have to give man of the match. What an incredible player! He, he might have been someone that I didn't rate when he first come to when he first left Benfica went to Bayern and Swansea, but I think he's matured now. He's he's so good, by far the best player on the pitch. Pelina come on as well was fantastic. I think uh, I think Bruno Fernandes again. He come on, gave the ball away twice, or three times, passed the ball out of play once, nearly gave away a penalty. I just think maybe he needs to sit for a full ninety minutes. I feel if, if we're losing, I guess it makes sense to bring him on. I can't remember if we're losing when he come on. I think we mm-hmm. might have been. I think we were tied still but, two two. But at that time, yeah, I, I think, think Hungary was beating Germany. I think. Yeah. But one one thing I will one thing more I'll say about it is the substitutions that Fernando Santos makes. Polina was a good sub, but Sergio Oliveira, I just don't get how he gets minutes. And Dal obviously come off with an injury, but Sergio Oliveira and Ruben Neves, I don't know if those are the best. I know we had to shut up shop because we were trying to play for the point, but I just think if I, I was going to mention this last game as well when you have. Pot, who is the top scorer of the Liga Nos, but you bring in Rafa instead when you need a goal. Just doesn't make sense to me. I get Rafa's fast and you know, maybe he has some skills that Pot doesn't, but Pot is Pot is a guaranteed goal. I know it's different, different playing style, different plays you're playing against, but I just think Pot should should have been given a chance, if not in the Germany game, in this game. Jota was was invisible today. I didn't think he, he did much, and I think it would have been a great swap, but Again, great game. I, th- I feel like that was one of the games of the tournament so far. Very evenly matched. I think first half we dominated, second half France did take over a little bit. But a great performance all round, I think. And you know, on, on to the next game, which is which is Belgium. So hopefully we can recreate a performance like that against them. Facts. Quick question for you before passing off to Steph on the on the on in terms of the uh, substitutions. Instead of Jota, uh, Jota, would you have uh, maybe even Felix next game? Seeing as Jota hasn't really had maybe the same effect as Bruno, like they haven't really had a great Euro. Yeah, a million percent, and that's another one I don't really get. Felix not play a single minute. We've needed goals quite a few times, and you know I, I don't know if there's an injury there or if Felix isn't isn't good in training. You know I'm not a manager, but there's something. There's got to be something uh, underlying issue with that because. We've needed goals, and he's brown Rafa. Like I said, he's fast, but what else does he do? He didn't have a great campaign in the league for Benfica this year. Yeah. 
I, I could have, you could have made the case for having someone like a Trincao or someone else. I know Pedro Neto probably would have taken that spot if he didn't have the injury. But I think you've got to give Felix and and um, pop minutes instead of players like Sergio Oliveira. I guess Ruben Neves, I can sort of understand because because he's a good midfielder. But Sergio Oliveira, I, I just didn't get that one at all. But I think I think it needs to be Pot or Felix starting next game for for the shot. Fair enough. Fair enough. Take it away, Steph. Okay, so uh, everything uh, Sam said, I totally agree at one hundred percent. I wouldn't. I'm not going to change much. Um, uh, the the only the only thing about today's game was uh, that really sucked was the referee. The referee uh, was calling PKs way too easily. Uh, th the first PK is a PK. That's a no-brainer. Oh, actually, both PKs of Portugal are PKs. And I'm not saying this because I come from a Portuguese <laughs> family. That it would be too you know, convenient. But the, the French PK, is, it's a bullshit PK. And for, for me, uh, uh, a Sportingista, it would be extremely easy to to say "apa culpa de semente foi o jogador foi feito no Benfica." No, has nothing to do with that at all. At all, Smith didn't even do much for him for him to throw himself on the pitch the way he did. Uh, I give it to my bet. Now I know what he's gonna do when he retires. He's gonna be a movie star uh, <laughs> because. That was really a bullshit PK. I, I never seen such such a bad PK. The 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 football game is a contact sport, and uh, Smith going like this a little bit. I mean, the intensity was was very minimum. I mean, I saw the replay like ten times. I'm just like, what kind of fucking PK is that? Why is the referee calling this a PK? And um, but he did. And but I don't blame Smith at all. Uh, so I would give negative five to this referee uh, about Quick the game. Question. Did the ref go look at the, the footage or was it just VAR that gave? Well, I know he initially gave it, but did he after looking no, at the footage? He, he didn't no. look at the footage at once this no. game, not no. a single time. No. He, he, trusted, he trusted the VAR, but that's the wow. way it's, but that's the way it's supposed to be. If you watch the Premier League, game, the Premier League games, uh. I mean, they don't, really, even, they don't even no, know at all. They, they totally trust the uh, the VAR. And I get it. Unless it's a PK, I think. I think uh, they have to go check the PKs. But most of the time in the Premier League, they totally trust the VAR, uh, which I like that, by the way, because uh, you don't waste as much time. Uh, but the game itself, I mean, uh, uh, a great performance, like uh, Sam said, uh, from Renat Sanch. Uh, I love the intensity. I love the muscle he brings to the midfield. I just think him and uh, Pelinha, they will be lethal, lethal together, because they both uh, in top, uh, top, top, top performance, you know, of their career. They both really want it. Como in this in Portuguese, conform de bola, and it'll be foolish of nonsense not playing both of them together in the next game against Belgium. You have two players with a lot of legs, fresh legs. They really want it. They want to show the whole world the great players. Renat Sens was always a great player. I think he was sold from Benfica way too early, but I get it why they sold it because it was a lot of money. Uh, but the, the player was affected with that deal because it took him a couple more years to show his potential. 
because now he's one of the best players in, in that in, in that position as a midfielder. So him and Pelinha, that would be my two elected players for the game against Belgium, which they are also very physical. Um, and why not? Look, look at today, the second half. When Pelinha came in uh, to replace Danilo, which uh, he, he got a pretty nasty punch from Laurie. Uh, I hope he's, he's doing well. Um, you could see how refreshing he was, how confident he was with the long passes in controlling the ball, in passing the ball, in, in winning those 50-50 balls. So him and Sanchez, actually, the chemistry was really awesome, really awesome. So if Fernando Sanchez didn't see that, it, it, it will bother me, really, especially because the game is so close. It's Sunday. Moutinho is a great player, even though he's a great player. But he can only last 45 minutes, maybe top 60. Uh, and everybody knows that, including him. So you have to think about an alternative for Moutinho around the 60 minutes, okay? He's going to give me solid 45 minutes because he has great vision. But after that, my man is 34 years old or 36, 34, 36, around that area. So, you know, he's going to get exhausted because it's a he plays in the midfield position, which requires a lot of mileage. So you have to... to from the get-go, you know, it will take substitute Jean Moutinho. So, know it from the get-go. And I agree with Sam as well about Ruben Diaz. And I'll include in the package Pep, because in that play from Karim Benzema, uh, one of the greatest strikers in the whole world, he caught them by surprise. I think Pep was like, oh, Ruben Diaz got him. And I think Ruben Diaz looked at Pep, he was like, oh, Pep's got him. And you know what? You know got who? Karim Benzema got both of them because he scored the goal and he could have been the winning goal. Thank goodness it wasn't. Uh, but hopefully they learn from this experience. Uh, but to me, it's a lack of uh, those two center backs not playing together the whole year, not knowing each other that well. I think it's a lack of communication, if you ask me, my personal opinion. I'm not an expert, but it looked like Ruben Diaz and Pep really trusted each other too much in that specific play and they totally missed it and then Karim Benzema smelled blood and he said you know what I got both of you because you're not talking to each other and bang and he scored and a uh, great goal by Karim Benzema uh you know besides that uh, I, I thought Smith was was great Duke Jota and Bernard Silva they finally did what they're supposed to do in the 21st century of of a modern football player, which is also to play defense. You don't get to get to, to play only offensively. That's only Cristiano Ronaldo. And, you know, and even Cristiano Ronaldo today was dropping up to the midfield and playing a lot more defensive. Defensive. So uh, great adjustment by Fernand Sanchi. He did learn from his mistakes against Germany. And that's why we didn't lose today, because we, we adjusted quite fine. Um, but I would have played with Pellini from the beginning, with Renat Sanchi. Um, and I'm not really concerned about uh, if Talo plays instead of Smed. The only concern I have is if Talo gets hurt, now who's going to play? That's my concern. Because if Smed is really hurt, mm -hmm. like Sam said, it could be a ligament problem. Now who's going to play? You know, I mean, Nunmin should be good to go for Belgium, hopefully, uh, because Gredi looks a little bit beat, out of gas. 
so we could uh, you know use him to refresh the the left uh, the left wing. Um, but but we shall see. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is going to stay. Rui Patrício is going to stay. Pep Rubin Dias is going to stay. They just need to communicate a little bit better with among each other. But I would like to see Guerreiro being substituted by Nuno Mendes if he's good to go. And Smith, if he's hurt, Dalla, I trust him. I like him. He's a good player. Uh, Moutinho would start him again with uh, with Sanchez and uh, and Pelinha. Uh, I would go with that. And then you know we'll talk about the line, the the potential lineup against Belgium. I guess that's that's going to be no, no. Of- keep going, Steph. Keep going, Steph. What about your top three? I just want to bring up because you mentioned Pelinha. I just want to bring up this one play from him. Yeah, which is- a phenomenal. Maratinha. Ahí está un tuno. Yeah. Ratinha. Have to bring that up, bro. Yeah, but yeah, what about your top three? What about your front three? Would you keep Jota, Bernardo, and and Ronaldo, which essentially um, Fernando Santos, Santos has, or would you change that up a bit too? Like I mentioned, maybe Felix, maybe Pot, uh, Rafa. You know, he, he against Hungary, he he came in and, and did something. Um, forgetting who else, maybe on the bench too. Uh, Andre Silva. There's I mean, options. I mean, and the silver it's to replace it's to replace Ronaldo or to take 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 away Jota or Bernard Silva to put to put another strike inside the box because now we're losing the game. We need to score a goal, and then you put two, two strikes inside the box. So the only time and then Silva will, will come into the pitch will be either if Ronaldo comes out, which is not gonna happen. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not, Hopefully. Yeah. Or, unless it's injury. <laughs> unless it's injury. Uh, or if one of uh, if we're losing and Fernando Santos has to remove uh, in this case Bernardo Silva or Jota, and uh, and then Ushuveirinho, it starts putting balls inside the box to score to uh, overcome the, the negative result. Juan uh, Felix, I like him, but the problem is he has to to play defense against Belgium at uh, another. If you want to, I would put the best fit players on the pitch. Because when you make the national team, means that we have the best of the very best, except for William Carvalho. He shouldn't be there at all. Uh, at all. I don't even know why he was called. I thought he was talking to Betis, who is playing in the Mediterranean of Spain. Why would he play the national team? He doesn't play 50%. Amen. Anyway, um, I, I, would, I would definitely, you know, I don't want to take all the time in, in our podcast, but I would definitely... Jota played better defensively today. That's why you didn't see him as much playing offensively. I want people to realize that. That's why he didn't shine so much. And then Bernard Silva, the same thing. So if John Felix comes in and he does, he plays defensively as well to support the great, because usually he plays on the left, I believe. John Felix? Joga mais na direita. John Felix. I think he's more left, left-sided, but comes in on his right foot, basically. Got it. If I'm not mistaken. So, so if if he if Fernandes talks to him and says, "Hey, I'm going to put you in, but you're going to have to play defensively, and you're going to have to support Gray or Smith or Dalla or Nunez, then I'll put you on, you know. But you're going to have to give me 100. And it should be just like you know, Kim Patins and Ball and uh, and uh, uh, Futsal. When they exhausted, they tell the coach, "Hey, preciso uma substituição." If he tire you, you need to tell your coach because we allowed how many. Five substitutions. Yep. So let's do it. Fuck, let's use the five substitutions. And, you know, that's the changes I would make, definitely. And I, I, would, I, I, and I would give a chance to put 23 goals. It yeah. must mean something. Yeah. Honestly. And uh, 
I don't want to take him off per se or, or, or have him starting over Bernardo, but I today maybe he, Bernardo had a much better game. Maybe that, like Sam mentioned earlier, it has something to do with Bruno not uh, not being on, so Bernardo has a bit more space to operate. But I haven't been impressed at all with with Bruno as, with uh, Bernardo as well. A lot less with Bruno. Don't get me wrong. I think the Bruno criticisms are are valid and deserved. Even today, he came on. He was a mess. Yeah, uh, I, I don't agree. know. He was scared to be on the ball. Like Sam said, he he could have given away a penalty. Should have maybe even given away a penalty. Um, he's exhausted, uh, bro. That can He's man. exhausted. Of yeah. course, he's, his back must hurt from carrying Manchester United and Sporting for two, two and a half, three years now. So I, I don't, I don't blame him for being exhausted. I just think if if that's the case, yes, I don't. I hope he doesn't start as well. I, I actually agree a thousand percent with your lineup for next game. I think maybe just Mutingu. I would honestly start Sergio Oliveira. I know Sam was getting on him, but I think he personally had a great season with Porto. I think he finished as one of Porto's top goal scorers. He was Porto's best player, hands down. A team that almost chased us down to first place. Um, of course, it's it's not the Porto of the last two years. Don't get me wrong, but he still had a really good season. I think he still deserved the call up. Um, and honestly, uh, that's only if that's only if we're playing. Uh, if we're not playing Mutingu, I would have uh, I would have um, Sergio Oliveira. If not, then either Bruno. I would love Pot in the middle uh, to play that Bruno position instead as well. Um, I think there's so many solutions in this team that it it's boring. I don't even want to say boring. It's just it's too pragmatic to go again to go with Mutingu. We're too much of we're too good of a squad. To, to be too afraid to play a, a France who they're good World Cup champions all the respect to them and we have to respect them but come on they're, they're we, we still have a good enough team that we can you know we can face them all use all use um but split split, from, split the shift I mean I think he, yeah I, I think for an instance you realized oh Motin já deu que tinha and then Thankfully, and then for sure and it, it was like minute what 65 or 70 when he substituted him and I was like, okay, at least now he's reading the game, you know, the, which is good. Yeah. He's awake. You know, so, so that was good because Ramotin, like, I, like you said, and what I said, he's not going to last 90 minutes. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, and honestly, if we ever do play Danilo again, it has to be a third center back to me. Cause that's, that was his better position. I think at PSG, not, I think definitely at PSG this season, he played better as he played more as a center back and he played better as a center back. And I've been claiming, I've been yelling for years to play him as a center back in Portugal um, alongside Pep when, when we were so like thin uh, in terms of center backs. So if he does ever come back into the lineup, hopefully it's at center back. Um, yeah. I can't really think of anything else that happened in this game. Let's, let's, I guess, move on to Belgium. Sam, give me your 11 uh, that you would do for Belgium. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep the same back line as today, unless Semedo's injured, then we'll put Dalot in there. So I think that will be it for me. Midfield, I'm personally going to go with Polina and then Renato. And I'm actually going to keep Matinho in because I actually thought you, you could say he, he can last only 60 minutes, but I feel like the, the 60 minutes he does last, his quality is calm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think with the young players that with Polinho and Renato, you do need to have that experienced voice in midfield. Mm -hmm. And we, we know Matinho is a good friend with Ronaldo. Ronaldo likes him. And I think, I think it, that does bode well for us. And up top, I'm going to go with Renato, Renato, Ronaldo, sorry, Bernardo. And I think maybe 
I personally would like to see Felix because Belgium centre-backs are quite slow. Vertonghen's up there. Um, all the viral is a good defender still for Tottenham, but he's he's also lacking in pace. And if Vermaelen plays as well, um, also a slow a slow person. But I think Steph nailed it when you he, you've got to play for the team, not for yourself, and he mm-hmm. has to come back and defend. But also, I think I'd sw- swap it up. Maybe Andre Silva. I feel like Benzema today was so good in that sort of role. Um, you know, France have so many strikers, but Mbappe plays as the winger as well. Griezmann plays as well. They're all good strikers. I feel like the more attacking threats we have on the pitch, the better we're going to be because it's pretty much just everything on Ronaldo at the moment. And he he's 36. And you saw this game. He was he was tired, and I don't blame him at all. I feel like maybe getting Andre Silva on will sort of take the load off him. So for me, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna retract my statement. I'm gonna say Andre Silva, Ronaldo, Bernardo. I would make I would make I would make one cha- uh, change. Uh, it, it it wouldn't be for the full ninety minutes unless he was playing well from the get go. But if if John Felix is questionable because of his physical abilities, uh, then I would throw the idea of uh, putting pots. Uh, why not put a, a player that's extremely motivated, was just champion of Portugal, and scored twenty three goals. Mm-hmm. And he wants to show the whole world is a great player. This is the kind of player that coaches love to have because they want to prove it to everybody. Hey, I'm good. And I want everybody to know I'm good. So the Belgium game would be perfect to put parts. Perfect. You know, I agree. Give, give him 45 minutes. And if he doesn't <laughs> pin in, then replace him with Juan Felix if he's good to go. I don't know what's going on. It might be a, a physical condition. I have Maybe no I don't. I don't think right now. I think it's both him and Mister Inder. I don't know if you guys heard that. I'm cutting in and out. Can yeah. you guys hear me now? Yeah. It's got to be a Chinese hacker. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> you hear me now? Am I good? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Oh, this my internet's a mess. Uh, I'm saying I don't know. I don't think he made the bench today, but I think it has. To, I think it's him and Nunu Mendes. They're both. No, uh, he didn't make. They're the both injured. Exactly. But I agree with you. Why not play Pot? And on top of all of that, that, what you're saying, it's somebody relatively unknown. The Belgians won't be ready for this. They won't be. They won't be expecting a Pot to come in. And two, they nobody. And if if I'm not mistaken, no Belgian player in that team has uh, has played against Pot. What's up, bro? I think you're back now. Or you're not, like you're finally in. What up, boys? Hey, what's up? What's up, Chris? Just dropped in. Chris. All right, I think it's working Give now. Us, uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Give us your uh, be- what would you have against Belgium? My what against Belgium? Your eleven against Belgium. Uh, eleven what would against you Belgium, maybe from today. Um, so I probably would keep the back line as it is. Uh, I don't know if Danilo has a concussion or not. I feel like he probably does, but that's fine because we could start Polina. Um, he he actually got some burn today, so I know Fernand Sanz at least like trusts him enough to put him in the game. Unlike Pot, who he clearly doesn't even trust enough to like have as an option. So, uh, so yeah, I'll go Polina. Um, maybe maybe more success with Bruno through the middle. Um, 
because I think uh, uh, Renato, Bruno, and Pelinha could be a pretty good midfield. Um, and then uh, front three, Ronaldo, Jota. I don't want to start. I don't want to start Bernardo. I don't really think he's done enough to keep his place. But, like, there's not that many other great options. Rafa, I don't know. I think Rafa's probably better off the bench because he's, like, pacey against tired legs. So, yeah, I guess I'll just keep the front three as well. I was even saying if Alex is uh, available, though he's probably injured, what would, instead of Bernardo Jota? Yeah, maybe I I would replace Bernardo instead of rather than Jota. Um, I mean, they've both been pretty average, I would say, but Bernardo's pissed me off more times than Jota has. Agreed. Agreed. Um, what were your what were your overall thoughts about the France game? I have really nothing else to talk about, and then we move on to get to to Sporting thing. Um, like I mean, I, I was going through it for certain stages of it. I mean. I would like I had the I didn't even pull up the Hungary game until like the 50th minute because after Benzema scored I was like all right so we're gonna have to watch this now because we might not take care <laughs> of business ourselves here um, and then just to see the, the Hungarian score literally 10 seconds after the Germans scored was just like such a gut punch again because I thought we were gonna be good no matter what <laughs> so yeah I mean the Germans didn't score until like the 80 fifth minute so like just knowing that we're one counter attack away from being completely out was not did not make me feel safe or secure in any way even though the game probably in like the 83rd minute both teams kind of drew the non-aggression prep the non-aggression pact and just kind of like agreed to tie because for both teams the tie was fine um it was funny though if i don't know if anyone else caught it for them started freaking out in like the 93rd minute because I think he realized that the Germans were probably going to be safe and that they were about to play Belgium if the results stood. So he's like trying to call off the non-aggression pact and like tell them to go for it. But it's like, like, dude, the game's been dead for 10 minutes. It's a 93rd minute of plus four. Like there, there, there's nothing going to get started right now. Um, so yeah, that was that, I mean, that tells you about what Fernand Sanz was Thinking about Belgium, he's trying to avoid playing them in the 93rd minute. Uh, so, yeah, it's a tough draw. It's a tough, tough side of the bracket. You're going to have to go through Italy, Belgium, and France again, probably, to reach the final. We got on the easy side in 2016, so I guess it's only right that we end up on the hard side this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought we deserved – I thought we at least deserved the draw. Um I mean, if we literally played like that against Germany, we potentially could have won, would have at least drawn, definitely would not have gotten battered, um, which is – and if we didn't get battered, then we wouldn't be playing Belgium right now. So, I mean, let's just hope we're in for Fernando Santos' masterclass. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right. That's your old talk. We'll get back to predictions towards the end of the podcast. Let's we'll turn a bit more to, uh, to Sparting. Um, before uh, uh, passing it off to Sam and the uh, transfer rumors, let's start with uh, the clear renovations happening at Stadio Avalad. Um, are, are you know it's looking like a playa, uh, all sandy right now, changing our grass. The green benches are finally coming in, but the renovations are they're, they're saying the the completion is going to be like 2022, beginning of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, yeah. And the um, and the the fucking the tiles outside the stadium completely falling down. Um, guys, Steph, I'll start with you. Are we renovating that, that side with the uh, tiles coming down? Is that just uh, you know a, a precaution because our stadium's slowly falling down and deteriorating? Uh, thoughts on that and thoughts on the this new look spot thing. I, I personally like it. I think they should remove every single goddamn tile. I never liked it. It looks like <laughs> uh, looks like a, a, dumb, a dumb I think the figure. tiles that they used are ugly. Like I think they could have used other tiles and made it look less bad. I think somebody on Twitter, <laughs> I, I forget who it was, but he, he, he uh, painted the stadium, photoshopped it with uh, green and white. I think um, it was Mundo de Leal. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Mundo Leon, very good taste. I, I liked it. It's nice and simple, but that's our sporting and the big symbol of our lion. And now I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Because that's all we want. Nice and simple. That's our club. Why the goddamn all different shape, you know, as ways parece um quarto banho. I don't like it. I saw I, I think it's good. I think a couple more tiles, if it falls into people's heads, it's good. It's that that's the reason why they're removing it. So no, it's good. It's good. The yeah, the, the chairs, it, it's looking amazing. Uh I mean everyone is questioning. There's a there's always a um or dois parvos. They say, ah, porque que não as cadeiras? It looks good. Nobody ever questioned Bifica Stadium, it's so red. Nobody ever questioned Porto Stadium, it's so blue. So why can we have all goddamn green? For God's sake. You know? Better sell it out. Yeah, I mean, with the symbol of the line. Remember the old stadium? 6,000 person nights for the Toss of the League. I look much better with the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Remember the old stadium, which we had uh, the big line with white chairs? Remember? And he said, tell us sell, so, something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I loved it. So Much better. Yeah. I don't know who the hell's uh, complaining about the fucking rainbow seats. Who likes the rainbow seats more than the solid My green? question is, is you know how the, there's like a green squiggle? That goes through the rainbow. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are they replacing those green ones too, or like is there going to be like an off shade of green doing the wave through the seats? You know, uh, from know. the pictures I've noticed, it's like gone all the way up until then, and then that's where they like stop. It's kind of tough to tell, yeah, because uh, from the sections that they've done, it's tough to tell. Yeah, no, I don't maybe know. above they'll put white seats a bit or something. Maybe like Steph was saying, they'll put a uh, some sort of uh, sponsor in the something. Yeah, sponsor sponsors tough because I feel like we 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 change sponsors every fucking five years. So yeah, you know, but, but, uh, just put uh, Yeah, that's what they should do. But we'll, we'll find out. I mean, yeah, when it's when done, it's done, it uh, we'll know for sure. Max, and uh, Sam, last thing I'm gonna ask you before passing it to you. Um, announce or I'm gonna ask all of you guys basically the announcement of uh, of Nike shirts pre-sale. You don't know what the fuck they look like. You're just dropping 89 99 euros. You're mm. shutting the fuck up and you're getting these fucking jerseys. Thoughts on that? And uh, how excited are you for these uh, Nike jerseys? I mean, I'm excited, but there's no way I'm paying before I see the kit. Like, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to get the home kit wrong, but like, yeah, you, it's you gonna be, it's, I think it's going to be very basic, like, just like standard, like, like the shit that they're doing with the Barcelona kit, that's only because they've done 14 years of stripes. It's like 
they're not going to do some bizarro thing in like year one. That's like the shit they do in year like seven when they run out of ideas. So I'm thinking it'll be pretty standard. I'm thinking the away will be pretty standard too, just like a solid color. Um, but you never know. Uh, as well, I think I'm going to wait until there we've made some more signings because I think with the names that are coming through there potentially there we can have some pretty nice looking shirts with. I, I personally would like to get Marcus Edwards if he comes on the back. I feel like that would be a nice touch. But if if you have the money to spend, then I'm not going to judge you. But I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not going to do that, I'm afraid. A thousand I'm people judging. have done it. At yeah. least yeah. probably more than they did it. The site not, was like, um, uh, what do down. I call it? Uh, crashed. Down, it? Yeah, that site was doesn't, down for like doesn't a take mu- Doesn't take much to bring that shit down. Like three people. <laughs> yeah, you got like you've got like three digits. Three. I got a hundred people on there. That shit's going down. Yeah, they they sold like a, a thousand jerseys in uh, in twenty four hours or one hour or something like that. Uh, so, facts, facts. Uh, I'm not judging you guys, but I'm calling you guys hype beasts. Is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I think, it's a, I think it's a great initiative. Actually. I think it's a good initiative too. If there was more concrete benefits for me, for as someone who lives in the U S like the main benefit is this will be at your door. The day it comes out. Oh, I thought you were talking about something like they can't, uh, they can't guarantee that. It won't be at my door. Oh, it's no, not going to be at my no, door July 1st. No. Not but even what, to Sam. I don't think they can guarantee it to the UK. Yeah, Maybe what, by why, the 27th, maybe. But, oh, so, I mean, I was, I was it doesn't thinking, really make sense for any of us to do it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking more along those lines, like when you said more benefits, like uh, if you buy this jersey, you'll get a blowjob for free or something, <laughs> <laughs> or a greater discount, or something. You get they a would, yeah. hat they, they, would have, yeah. they would have sold like 60 60,000 jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta you gotta blindly trust who's giving it to you, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you blindly, blindly trust the blind jersey and you blindly blind. trust the blowjob. <laughs> uh, you, you stick it in the hole in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, I personally I kind of think it's boring. Just just buy it, it's kind of it's kind of boring. It's kind of like what the fuck is that? Their their slogan is their slogan is uh just do it, not just buy it. Just buy it kind of seems like fucking just I have a gun to my head, bro. Like fucking this shit. You I saw somebody was trying to sell me it. some like stock the other day. They were just saying just buy it, bro. Like <laughs> I don't know about all that, bro. Like this will pay for itself. Just buy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a kit though. But anyway, Sam, take away the transfer rumors, dude. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not like any massive ones at the moment. There's a few sort of like minor ones which I'll start off with, and then I'll get your guys' opinion on the sort of bigger ones. So, firstly, we have, and I'm gonna butcher this pronunciation, Sivaspor in Turkey interested in Eduardo Enrique. Sporting apparently looking for three million of his pass. And I think Chris was the one tweeted, "Good luck with that," which is <laughs> very true. <laughs> On and off player on the team that finished in the basement of Syria last season. Yeah. That's I mean, what you're getting. Good luck. <laughs> but, yeah, um, a man who has been – I think he's got us a lot of views on our Twitter page, uh, Valentin Rossier. Whenever we link in with someone, we get the Turkish guys always retweeting and asking us questions, which <laughs> we appreciate. We do. Um, link to Lazio and Celtic now, uh, which adds to Marseille, Bajikas, Fenerbahce, 
and probably some some other teams here and there as well. That's, yeah, those are the main ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one, um, after seven years at Sporting, uh, Dior Sosa is rescinding his contract. Is also linked to Antalya Spore in Turkey. Um, never made a first team appearance and uh, was was in the, the team of under 23s, apparently underperforming as well. Uh, this is the big one I want to get your opinion on. Um, Daniel, is it Daniel Was? Daniel Vass? I don't know how to actually pronounce the name. Um, just seems to be a done deal for, for £2 million from Valencia, a former Benfica player. Um, I don't know if you guys watch him, but Chris, do you have any opinions on this? He seems like a good. He seems like a good signing. Um, he's been he's been at the Euros as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Denmark. Um, yeah, he's been playing right back for them. I think. Thirty-four um, years old. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a utility guy, uh, which is a right back, center, mid. That's basically what Nantes Nunes was pretending to be last year, right? So that's basically what this guy actually is. So I don't, I don't see a problem. It's a good. Seems, seems like a relatively good price too. Yeah, um, definitely. Our guy George hooked us up with a discount on that one. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Valencia too, right? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play later with hidden fees. You'll see. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. And his salary is just going to be forty for you, I think. He's yeah, going to have a fat salary, yeah. That's my only worry about him. That's what they've been negotiating for, like, like ten because what's the, the original report was like a week ago, I think that. So like the only thing they've been discussing is salary, like during that time, presumably, like the fee is agreed on between Sporting and Valencia. Oh fuck! But yeah, um, next one is actually someone leaving. Um, Jovan is apparently getting momentum to leave. Uh, Amory wants him to stay, but if he gets up to twenty million euros, it could change his mind. Watford, West Ham and Leeds are said to be interested and that's from records. So pretty reliable when it comes to that. Um, Danny, what do you think of Jovan leaving? 20 million? Is that good? Would you would you ask for more? No, I think from the performances he did, mostly uh, coming off the bench, um, most of them having impact, some of them, you know, not really. I think 20 mil is actually uh, a fairly good price for him, especially seeing if... Uh, um, Matheus Nunes ends up going to Everton for 18 and he's had a bigger impact. I think 20 mil for Jovan isn't bad. Honestly, uh, I've been calling for at least maybe a year and a half now on this podcast that Jovan is leaving the next transfer window for 15. So if he finally does leave and it's for 20, I can't complain too much about it. I think it's a good price. Um, what, what Steph said with uh, Voss or Voss is the same thing uh, I'm wondering with Jovan, how many hidden uh, agent fees will be behind it. But uh, I don't think he's a judgment um, player, so maybe not so much. So I think it's a good price. I can't complain about that. And not linked to Wolves, thank God. So we, we don't have to deal with them again. Uh, Chris, think you muted. He might not be a George Men's player, but if he's coming from Valencia, you know that there's, he's somehow involved. <laughs> Wait, but who's uh, Jovan's linked to Watford and, and Valencia? Or Watford, no, 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 like I was, I was talking about Loss. I was talking about Loss. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Watford, yeah, Leeds, and West Ham are the, the three teams, apparently. Leeds and West Ham. I would love to see him at uh, Leeds, actually, taking over for if Rafinha ends up leaving to. He was linked to like Liverpool and Man U at one point. If he ends up leaving and Jovan replaces him, Leeds might become my second favorite team in England. I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. Um, next one. Playing as many games as Rafinha played. Uh, yeah. He also <laughs> loved them. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's glass ankles too. 
Steph, I want to get your opinion on this one. Um, Abola say uh, the deal for Ricardo as guy was still on the table and that Amory won't drop him from his plans. Do you think it's time to give up on Esguy, or do you think we should we should still go for it? Um, I think I think Sporting has got a lot smarter making deals. Uh, I don't I don't see the the need to rush anything. Uh, Abola record usual they have to sell newspapers. So for them, chaos. Abola and, specifically, they they must be running low or something because they just pull rumors out of their ass at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for, for them to create chaos and uncertainty among the fans, it's uh, it's El Prado Dia. It's uh, it's what they live for. But I would love to see Zgayu back just because he's a player that's played in the Portuguese league for so many years and he understands the culture of uh, Sporting. And he would just be a totally good fit. He knows the coach. He knows the coaching staff. He knows the whole club. And uh, he came from our youth. He, he would be an extremely good fit. Um, I wouldn't drop him yet, but uh, I think it's just Sporting being more conscientious about the negotiations, even with John Mario. So, well, if we do sign Was, I mean, wouldn't that be naturally the end of Esgaya? Unless, unless unless they see him as predominantly a midfielder, which would be strange. Or unless we sell somebody else. Unless Poro's not coming back and they know something we don't know. <laughs> or unless we buy, we buy him and we sell him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? One of those catches activate the yeah. clause. Okay, yeah. So yeah. See, you see what I, I mean? I can't see that happening though, because Poru apparently Poru's back already at the academy. Yeah, I. Oh, well, I don't yeah, know. Maybe is, January, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It seems yeah, like he'll start maybe. the season with us. He had an injury. That's why he came back a little yeah. bit earlier. Sure, yeah. But I could see Sporting being sneaky. It's all about money, guys. So if we could if we could buy a portal for eight point five uh, from Manchester City and then we sell him for twenty million, hey, that's a good deal in my book. Yeah, yeah, facts. Um, Chris, this one is specifically for you as well. Um, I'll say Sporting are still in talks with Inter for Joel Mario. I think you tweeted uh, the original offer: three point five million euros was offered to. Um, Inter plus bonuses. Um, what do you think about this deal? And do you think we should still go for it? And do you think Inter will go for it as well? I think we should just sit back um, and do what we're doing. Because, I mean, Inter has the threat of like, oh yeah, well, if you don't pay us, we'll find someone who will. But it's like, do they actually have clubs that will? If, if Villarreal wants to actually pay $7.5 for Dramatio, I mean, good for them. Go for it, boys. But if a month passes and he's still not sold, I mean, that tells me that you don't have these teams that are, like, so eager to get in on him. And then that's when the price starts dropping again. Um, so, I mean, if we could if we could get him between – if we get him for five or under, I mean, it's, it's not so bad. Like, four and a half. Like, in the range of what we propose, maybe a little bit more. Um, because, like, yeah, there's no point in rushing, right? I mean, if Villarreal is that interested and they want to pay, then, I mean, right, there's nothing we can do. Um, but if they're that insistent on him, then I guess this is the right strategy to just kind of just bide your time and stay, like, involved, you know. Like, keep talking to them. Hey, any, uh, how's it going? Any new uh, offers on Juwan today? <laughs> no? Okay, just wondering. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to agree with everything you said. I do find it weird how it's like record saying 
deals on ice, Abola saying still negotiations, as you're saying, bit of both. I mean, we're going to find out if he's, if, well, when we see the picture of him probably shaking Randis's hand. Or, yeah. Or well, I mean, you would think that that's what he wants to do, right? Which would, like, at the end of the day, to get the deal done, the player needs to sign the contract. And if he really doesn't want to, then he won't. But you would think Juwan, Sporting's his priority, but you would, like, how much does Juwan prefer Sporting to Villarreal, for example? Like, will he will he refuse to sign for Villarreal and complicate it that much more, or will he, you know, accept it, you know, if they pay? That's what I was thinking as well, especially he's he said that he wants to get back into the national team. Is he going to be more watched at, like, a, a Nice yeah. or a Villarreal than Sporting? Probably, but... It's, I mean, I'm not sure his at the moment. I mean, he's up there in, in age. He's not the youngest. He's not the oldest as well. But I mean, I could see see it go going either way. And to be honest, I wouldn't I wouldn't dislike him for for going to a Nice or Villarreal because you know he 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 won us the title. There's nothing much to give. We've got good young players coming through. I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I don't think. But. And two more to go. Um, one I'm just going to skip over. Battaglia wants to stay in Europe. Said it's down to Sporting, and they will have conversation in the next few days. Linked to Greece in, I think it's Pathetinikos and Olympiakos. Um, don't really care about him. He can go wherever he wants. So we'll just skip over that. And Bruno Paz, uh, I think, is it Paz? Paz? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peace. Bruno yeah. Peace. Bruno Peace. <laughs> <laughs> is apparently leaving Sporting um, in conversation with Estoril and Morientz. Um, a re- repurchase clause or percentage of a next contract will be included. I'm not sure who's who's more familiar with the the B team and the under 23s. Does anyone have any sort of opinions on this? I know he had a pretty big it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. Feels like he was cl- always close, you know. And then he got hurt. He had a good exactly. season last year, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you're 23. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like go have a good career. You know. Yes and no. If he can loan him, at least I think because he did have a really good start. Like, um, uh, he did have a good season last season. It was the captain. third division, though. That's the only problem. Yeah, yeah. He is the captain. He scored some good goals from CDM. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if he didn't tear his ACL, I think he would have already been in the squad already. Um, it was just unfortunate timing when he did, and then uh, it went downhill from there. But if he does go, I hope it's. Um, this is at a time when we really had lot. no true six on the roster either. Exactly. So it was it's like, when we we. We just shipped off. Sorry, we just shipped off. Um, or Sosa just shipped off Palinga to a two-year loan. Uh, Erasmus in Braga, so we were basically stuck with Gudeli, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. if he didn't tear his ACL, it would have been. I think personally, it would have been Baj. But um, it's unfortunate. But I think a loan would be better. I just don't know how long his contract is for. But. I don't. Th- uh, Sporting has done that. The, the problem with uh, Brun Paji brings a lot of problems uh, as far as uh, off the field. Uh, so that's why. And uh, the administration, they had enough. So it's a. Uh, and, and his contract is still 2023. Yeah. It's two more years. They're going to cut him loose and like yeah. and retain a portion of the deal, uh, future sale, mm-hmm. something like that. But uh, let's be realistic. Sporting and uh, not in, uh, even Befica, Port, and most class, uh, clubs uh, across the world, you can keep every single player. It's impossible. Some of them you'll have to yeah, cut them loose. Sure. And the smart move, like Bruno Moreira, the one who went to Vizela, we kept 50% of his pass, but we, we had to let him go. He, he looks like he's a decent player, but 
Ruben and Munin can only accommodate X amount of players. So what yeah, are we going to uh, do? A, a C team <laughs> for this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I only have one more thing, but it's not really a transfer story. Um, it comes from former coach uh, Lazio. I'm going to pronounce this as wrongly as well. Is it Baloni? Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Lazio Baloni. Yeah. Uh, recalled in an interview uh, with a French newspaper saying that Pepe, before joining Porto, was on trial at Sporting. We've all seen the pictures of Ronaldo and them training together. He said, Pepe came to see me in my office and begged me because he wanted to stay. It was terrible to tell him to pack his bags. And I thought that was just a nice story. So that, that's it from me. <laughs> Lonnie, he did so so many good things for Spartan, but he also fucked us over so many good times too, man. Yeah. Let's just let me just quickly uh just because I, I love that picture, man. That it happened. Look at been, been, guys. Yeah, look at George Zeus. He uh he screwed Bernard Silva. And he, yeah. he's a phenomenal player, yeah. True. So, True. It, it happened, yeah. Yeah, but George Zeus has a record of that though too. And yeah, he brought me no yeah. happiness, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it with transfer moves, right? That's basically all we have. Steph, I'm passing it off to you. Another championship in uh, in our museum for what is an incredible season, I think. Uh, the, this is Sporting's best season, or it ties the Brun, one of Brun Carvalho's best seasons. The only difference is we've, of course, champions in soccer or football. So take it away, Steph. Yeah, so uh, what a phenomenal and a way to end the season, which the season, uh, you know, it never ends at Sporting Club Portugal because if we take into account we still have the youth playing, uh, the different tournaments, and we still have our ladies in hockey. They reached the final against Befica. Uh, that's, that's still playing next week. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on still. But the most important titles from the senior team, congratulations to our Okim Patinch. They went to Casa Dragão. They won 6 5. I watched the whole game. And I got to tell you, I'm going to give you two names so you could actually uh, write it down. Um, you can uh, uh, engrave it to your mind Joaquim Pinto and Miguel Guilherme, the two referees of that game. They suck. <laughs> They should never be allowed to be referees in Okim Patins. They were a disgrace for such a great game. Two great teams. The Portuguese league is considered uh, the best league in Okim Patins. We have the, the, the best players, almost all the best players in the world. Some of them are in Spain and a few in Italy. Uh, but the, the, we are the top league. Uh, second, it's Spain. And then third, it's Italy. Um, so, so both teams play phenomenally, phenomenal hockey. And then those two gentlemen, they messed up the whole game. Uh, but we pulled it off. We pulled it off. Uh, sporting uh, Porto got some bad calls, but we got the most up to a PK with eight seconds left. Eight seconds left. And Giron and Muralha saved the day. And then we won the title. No, 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 Caixa, which gave me a lot of pleasure. <clears throat> All due respect, Patrick. Uh, but, uh, you know, winning at uh, away in the pavilion of our opponents, it's always a, a good feeling. Uh, Porto was amazing as a host. They, uh, they uh, pulled off the uh, the podium and the uh, Fasid Campion. They were, you know, uh, they were not jerk-offs about that. Just like They weren't threatening to abandon no. the sport. 
Well, and breaking the trophy before maybe, its presentation. Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> they, they might change your mind. Uh, but that was the ninth title won by Sporting Club Portugal in Joaquim Patin. So congratulations to them. Um, and just to a quick, really quick recap. I promise you it'll take less than two minutes. To, uh, today we won the second league of the ladies uh, second division. So they won today. Um, so we became champions of Portugal for the second league, the ladies. And the under-20 uh, track and field boys, they became champions of Portugal. So that's also a total of 31 titles altogether. That's how many titles we've won as a club this year. 31 titles. 31. It's a lot of titles. And really fast. In football, Campeão Nacional, Taça da Liga. Tênis de Mesa, Campeão Nacional, Super Cup. Goal Ball, uh, Champions of Portugal. Uh, futsal, we all know. Champions of Portugal, uh, Cup League, uh, Taça de Portugal. I don't know why people don't mention it. It was won in December uh, in season 2020. And the UEFA uh, uh, Championship. Uh, rugby, uh, 15, the ladies won uh, on the 7th. The ladies won f 15 players and 7 players, different leagues, uh, champions of Portugal, and the Super Cup, the, the ladies won. Basketball, we won the championship and two Portuguese Cups back-to-back. -back. I don't know if you guys remember that. Okay. Uh, track and field, ladies and gentlemen, won in Cortamat, which is outdoors, and indoors. So that's four titles alone from track and field. Uh, Okin Patins, uh, rink hockey, we won in uh, uh, Campeões Nacionais and Campeões Europeus. Volleyball, Taça de Portugal, and then the ladies, Taça de Tração, which I don't really count that one. Football de Praia, beach soccer, we won. And then uh, our judo, Campeão Mundial, Jorge Fonseca. And then we had uh, a Nicozol, I can't say her last name, it's too long, Campeon du Monde in the 90 kilos and under. Uh, Patricia Mamona, she won in triple salto, Europeo and national. In peso, uh, Aurolio, uh, she won in pista coberta. And then last but not least, in surfing, uh, Teresa, she won in Campeonato Nacional. So there it is. So this is why my boys, you are sporting geeks, because we're much more than just a, a football club. We are modalities, and we strive, and we're proud of it. And you know, I try to epa, cultivate that in you. Uh, if if you didn't grow up with that, you have to. You have to. Every time you see sports with our jersey, things important. Agreed. Agreed. Steph, I actually want to ask you one quick question because uh, me and Chris were actually talking about it the last podcast, but I want to pick your brain about it. Um, and it has to do with football feminina. Of course, that's one uh, one thing you did not mention because I don't think we won a uh, – did we win a, a title for football feminina? No. Not, no. We didn't this year. Exactly. We lost We lost a league cup that doesn't Portugal never happened. It was canceled. What do you make of this uh, mass exodus of happening? Not so much the coach, because I think we can all agree, uh, even me as like a, a casual watcher, the coach wasn't at the par, but – um, the losing of the, the Serbian captain, our, our Carl, uh, Carolyn Baldwin, um, Ines nine Pereira players. leaving. Yeah. Nine players, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Ana uh, Capeta. 
What are, what are your thoughts on this mass exodus? And and are you worried about our, our, our season next season? Or are you maybe waiting to see what more we do? Or what are your thoughts oh, on all of that? that? That's a good question. And actually, it wasn't only Sporting Braga also. They offloaded, I think, seven players. Uh, they they had a good but signing. Uh, they, I was going to say, they just signed yeah. a, a world champion. Christian was yeah. actually, uh, he yeah. sent it to me not that long ago. But she, when, 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 you, when you hear what she said, her interview was like, you know, I'm 34. I'm going to bring a lot of experience to Portugal and the Braga uh, team, meaning that uh, she's not going to play that much. Basically, that's that's kind of the hand <laughs> she was giving. It's kind of a vacation spot for her. It's like uh, those players coming to the MLS um, because our league is considered, you know, three three notches down from the French, uh, German league and English league. We're not there yet in the, in the female league. But we're trying to get there. But that, this is this is why, and I'll link it together, the Sporting players left and the Braga players left and the Fubifica players left because they realize it's time for me to um, uh, embrace a different adventure, a different league, a more competitive league. And and those players at Sporting, they they hit the, uh, the, the ceiling. They said, okay, I've done everything I was supposed to do in the Portuguese league with Sporting. Now I'm going to go elsewhere. And most of them are going overseas. They're not going to Benfica. They're not going to Braga. They're going overseas. And I respect and I respect that because it's not every day that uh, our players get they get a phone call say, hey, you want to play for in Switzerland? You want to play in Germany? You want to play in France? It's 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 very rare. Or oh, in um, uh, Diane Silva, she was playing at Tottenham. And now she came back. But at least she had the one year of experience of uh, you know how to play with English players, which is much more developed the way they play at faster pace. And she struggled, and she came back. So let's see how Inés does, uh, how Tatiana does it. And it's also more money. Uh, our Portuguese clubs, they're not going to invest a lot of money in the ladies' club uh, teams. Uh, but I don't blame Inés Pereira, Patricia, uh, Tatiana, Capeta, Carla and Bolin, she was going to be caught anyway. She's not, she was not going to stay. I mean, uh, she hardly played. Uh, but I get it. Uh, th these yeah. players, they want to they, they wanna try something else, and I applaud them for that. Uh, who will benefit from this? A national team. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the game against the USA. We only lost it's one. It's already game. benefited from it in the last, like, four years. The, team, yeah. the, the ladies' team was nothing, and now they, like, almost something. qualify. You know, they're now, always in the – yeah, they something. They're at least, com they're at least competing. Yeah, they're something. Yeah. They were nothing. They're at before. least competing with. Uh, isn't the states the best team in the world? Yeah, they only, they've only lost yeah. like by one goal, like multiple yeah. times to the U.S. They, they they lost by one goal, but the the U.S. They, they were pitching themselves, and they had like twenty substitutions. I mean, the That's U.S. The team. <laughs> yeah. the team. That is the best team. The U.S. missed, uh, I think, ten goals. I mean, That's, I mean, I watched the whole game, and I don't even know why I watched it, but you know, I was interested. And the U.S. is they, those ladies; they were like, whatever. We just play for fun, you know. And, yeah. I mean, we, we're winning against Nigeria three-one, and we tied up. We let yeah, them tie up three-three. Yeah, but you know, but that's why they left. And uh, I just told you, we became champions of the second league, so a lot of those players will be promoted to the first league. To the first league. <coughs> So I wouldn't yeah. worry about that, you know. I mean, will Bifika most likely be champion because they haven't sold many? Possibly, but 
I, I trust Cabral, uh, the, our new coach. Let's see what she can come up with. So, a ver, vamos como diz o outro, meu amigo. Sounds good. Um, all right, end of the podcast. I said I'd bring it back to uh, predictions. And uh, exactly really. Sunday, 3 p.m. our time, 8 p.m. Uh, uh, GMT time. Uh, uh, Portugal plays Belgium. Do we know where? Does it does it say where? Sevilla. Sevilla. Uh, yes. Finally, yes. closer to home. Home. Which yeah, is home. which is which is good. Better at least we're not playing yeah. the fucking you know we're not playing Germany in Germany. We're not playing Hungary in Hungary. You know, so yeah. uh, that's at least a good sign. I'm gonna actually be uh, optimistic. I'll go first. I'm gonna say a, a one-one draw, and we shit house our way to a penalty shootout victory. I don't know about you guys, uh, but yeah, there's uh, no way we're winning in 90 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no way at all. Come on, man. We have Luigi <laughs> Nadwin in the uh, coaching our team, bro. No way. Sam, take it away, dude. What, what's your prediction? The thing is, it's either gonna be one of them that is. Like we're gonna win by a lot, or we're just gonna shit house our way to it. There's no sort of in between, I no. feel. But it, the good thing is that Belgium aren't looking at us and going, "Oh, what an easy draw." They're probably thinking the same as we are thinking right now. So it's sort of, sort of a good thing. But for me, I'm gonna go. I I think it'll be two 0 Portugal. I I don't think Belgium's defense can handle Ronaldo and and our our attack. So yeah, two 0 to us. I do think Belgium's. A bit overrated, to be honest. Like everyone, like sucking off Belgium is like the the cool thing to do, or like the easy the thing to hipster, do. Good football hipster thing to do. It's, yeah, it's, it's like the Belgium. cool, easy, the safe thing to do. But I mean, they didn't really have to play any hard teams yet, so that's true. That's true too. But we can say the same about Italy, and I think Italy looks scary, man. But well, they also they have too, probably they haven't played enough like good teams either. Um, I'm gonna say one one on PKs. Cause if 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 we score, like he's gonna park the bus. Like he's gonna park the bus from minute one. Yeah, he's gonna park the bus from minute one, and then if we somehow score while we're parked, then it's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, fucks. I don't know. I'm not so. I mean, I I'm not so so worried about them. Like, yeah, obviously they're good, but, like, it's not like we're playing fucking some, like, like the, we're playing a team that's so much better than us and so much better than every other team. Like, I, people were talking about them literally at the last tournament, too, and then they just crashed out in, like, the first knockout game. Like, uh, what was it? Was it the World Cup? The World Cup, they finished third. They I make, think it was yeah, the Euros made, before. It was the Euros yeah. before? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they haven't proved shit, basically, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And... Um, let's not let's not be like the team that they start to prove themselves against. <laughs> we might be though. <laughs> I'm telling you now. If they just come scary. out and just destroy us, bro, like they're gonna win the whole thing, bro. But we need to prove something yeah. as well. So it's sort of like both teams need to prove that they can actually like go. So I think it'll this be game against France was game. respectable. The game yeah. against Hungary was sus as fuck. Up outside of like ten minutes, the. Uh, the game against Germany was horrible, and then this game against France is good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Steph? I think I think uh, I'm going to be the only one that's going to be fully optimistic. Three, two, Portugal. Um, I be, I'm, Rest I'm, in I'm, peace, Ali Day. If we score three goals, <laughs> there's uh, no way Ronaldo isn't scoring one of them. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> do hat trick. No, two goals from Ronaldo and, one, and one, the winning goal by Pedrinho. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you remember? Obviously, we all saw the run, right? And then he ended up with the ball. And then, like, yeah, I thought he was going to try to play it to Jota. I and know. then he waited too long. And then I was like, this is his hey. chance for the banger. And he just, he didn't uh, have it in him. <laughs> the was, banger we've been calling for all season it was it about <laughs> to happen. Nope. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a field goal. Holy he shit. did not really even fully want to shoot that himself. Nah. That's why it wasn't that great. Hey, hey then yeah. let, let, let's take it a step further. Let's let's call out the other games and all the way to the final. Like so, so, so uh, Sam, I'll start with you. Italy, Australia. Um, Austria. Austria. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Azerbaijan in the Euros too. Yeah, that is new. <laughs> uh, I see Italy storming through. Probably another another three 0 for them. I think. Yeah, the white power boys stand no chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danny, France, uh, Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Switzerland has a chance to do that. I'm, they've been garbage. I'm saying 3 nothing France. Okay. 2 and, nothing. Uh, and the Croatia-Spain, um, um, Chris? Honestly, both of these teams have been incredibly <laughs> underwhelming. Uh, I'm going to say Croatia, though, because, I mean, Spain put in a good performance today. Me too. But they, were, they were aided by Me too? shittiness. You too, Sam. I'm, I, I'm saying, Cro let me just say, I'm saying Croatia because my neighbor behind me is fucking Croatian and uh, he has fucking flags. His whole car is fucking decked out. When they <laughs> lost against England, I heard from here. I heard from here. I said my name is from Croatia. When Sterling scored the goal, I heard from here the passion, the fuck. The <laughs> I'm pulling for him, bro. <laughs> but the way you said, I'm going to say Croatia because my neighbor has got flags. He's from Croatia. It's <laughs> no, and Spain, like Chris said, Spain looks shit. I don't know. Hey, they, they, they need to score more goals. So let's assume that in that bracket, uh, we have France against Croatia because, uh, you know, I can't believe you guys put Croatia. And then Italy against uh, Portugal. Who, who moves on to the semifinals? Uh, Danny. Um, so Portugal, Italy, let me just say the first victim will be half the population in Toronto because that's a war that's been ready to have. I don't know if you guys have the same beef where you're from, but here in Toronto, the beef between Portuguese people and Italians are unreal, even though we probably get along in Europe, but here unreal. Like there's actually been deaths in other world cups. Wow. So the first person, I, I swear to God. So the first people, the first person to lose is Toronto's population. Uh, second, I'm going to say uh, I think Italy lose that game because, like we've been mentioning, I like Italy, though, too. I think Italy looks <coughs> very good, but uh, they haven't played against top uh, opposition, and I can see Portugal containing them and then hitting them on the counter. So uh, I think Portugal will beat them. So you have Portugal go going, and then what about the other one? And then, uh, and then France beating Croatia. Repeat of the World Cup uh, finals, by the way. Okay, and then who, who reaches the final? Between Portugal, France, I'll, uh, I'll continue the optimism. I'll say Portugal. Okay. Sam, take it away. I just want to swap one of my teams. I think Spain will beat Croatia. Spain look angry right now. They Fair. demolished Slo is it Slovakia. I yeah, think, so. yeah, yeah. They played well. I with, think, the help I of think... their, with the help of the Slovakian keeper, though. 
Yeah, true. <laughs> Guy slapped true. it in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, thought, you thought it was volleyball. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he should be investigated for match fixing for that one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. So I. Th- so is it Spain? Who is who are they facing? Or Switzerland? I. Th- I think France for me that one. So. France to beat Spain, and then honestly, Italy have looked so good, and I think they've looked so much better than Portugal have. You you could say that they have if they haven't had that that many tough teams, but a Hungary really a, a great a greater team than any of the Italy teams Italy teams have played. I, I think Italy, if if it comes to that, Italy will beat us. I think they've they've they're too much. As much as I'd love us to win, they look. Fantastic. So I think I'm going to go with Italy to beat us. And then Italy, France. Give me Italy as well. And I think Italy make it to the final. Okay, Chris, take it away. Uh, so I have Italy, Portugal, and France, Croatia. And then uh, uh, Portugal versus France, and then Portugal. Um and then the other side, uh, Sweden, Ukraine. I'll roll yeah. Sweden, England, Germany, uh, England, Netherlands, Czech Republic, Czech Republic, Wales, Denmark, uh, Denmark, Denmark, Czech Republic. Fuck it. Throwback Euro 2004, Milan Barros, Jan Kohler squad. Czech going back to the semis. Jeez. Dude, Not all they got to do is beat the fucking Netherlands and Denmark. That's a path to the semis I would take. Yeah, yeah. I don't have them beating Netherlands, but fair. Good job. They've been, they've been good. They've they've been, I've been relatively impressed. Um, yeah, no, and then I guess so England versus Sweden then. That game's, is that game at Wembley or is it only the semi that's at Wembley? It's at Wembley as well. Okay, so that's such a fucking I think they play game. every single game in <laughs> yeah. Wembley. That's a joke. That's a straight <laughs> joke. So they'll fucking win that because of that. At least it's not At least it's not full capacity. If it was full capacity, then it would really be an insane I think, I think they, are, they are moving. I actually I saw a thing that they were upping the capacity, right? I think it, yeah. it might be. I don't know how much Wembley holds, but I think it's 60. They're having 60,000 from. Round 16 onwards, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> is that like in line with any UK COVID regulations? No, none at all. <laughs> that at is the moment, so it's supposed to be less than, I mean, it's half, but That's they've awesome. just said fucking. It's like, <laughs> actually, England could win the Euro, so uh, we're going to just pack everyone in here. It's it's for the it's a national service to go in here right now into this packed stadium. Well, we were supposed to be open on the twenty first on of June, yeah. But apparently, in the meeting they had to sort of like like say it was getting worse again. They used data from like January, so so they were looking at the wrong data. So we could have actually <laughs> been released in June twenty first, but instead of saying, you know, we made a mistake, we can be free. It's like, no, nah, you're going to have to wait till, I think it's the 19th of July. So, <laughs> oh, well. Classic. So, yeah, I guess for that, I'll go England. And then, so England check. I guess England, I mean, England's going to roll to the England-Portugal final. <laughs> Is it Wembley. coming home, Chris? England-Portugal final at Wembley. <laughs> PK shootout, Portugal wins that one. England can't win a major tournament in the modern era. It's impossible. Even if it's rigged for them to win it, as this appears to be. 
Yeah, I, I agree. So, uh, so Danny, what, what about the That's other? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I have also Sweden beating Ukraine. Sweden's impressed me. I have Germany beating England. England to me have been uh, shite. Um, I have <coughs> the Netherlands beating Czech. I have Denmark also beating uh, Wales. Um, then I have I have Germany beating Sweden. I'll have. Uh, I'll take the Netherlands beating Germany. I don't think the Netherlands. I've, I've, I've liked watching the Netherlands play, and I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'll go with a Portugal Germany final rematch. Vengeance. Fernando yeah. Santos said, "If they play it again, Portugal's guaranteed to win." Buddy, it's prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> and less, because he'll mark the wingers this time because he needed a whole new game to do that. He couldn't have adjusted uh -huh. to that in real time. He needs it. He needs a whole new game to, <laughs> to mark the wingers. <laughs> uh, for my side, I'll go. I think Ukraine's beat Sweden. I think Yarmouk is too good at the moment, and Yarmolenko has been quality for Ukraine as well. England to beat Germany. Um, Netherlands to beat Czech and Wales to beat Denmark. From there, I'll go England to beat Ukraine, and I think Wales to beat Netherlands, and then semi-final England to beat Wales, and then final Italy England, which goes to Italy. Oh, I was wow. going to say, is it coming home, Sam? No, it's not coming <laughs> home. But they've got, they've got a good team, and they play really defensive. So. I think I think they can they can make it. It's, it's literally if they get past Germany, they're in the final to me. But if not, yeah, you, they're out. They're out, obviously. But yeah, I'm I'm just going to fast forward. So Portugal against Denmark, and Portugal wins it. Denmark, yes, I like that. I mean, but it's not that I crazy. That. I'm looking that. at that side of the bracket, so jealous. Yeah, right and I'm, I'm I'm saying Portugal wins it because you know. Uh, I am a dual citizen of Portugal as well. But if Denmark wins it altogether, would love that. I'll be happy for them too. And you know why. I don't have to yeah. say, right? For sure. For sure. That's it. I mean, I can see them making the semis easily. I mean, yeah. Wales and either Netherlands or Czech Republic, they can win those two games. Yeah. But Italy, Italy is looking good. Wales Italy, has a shot in that game. Italy is balling. They're playing so fucking well. They scare me. If we could catch them in the quarterfinals, we're gonna have to play like the two best in the two best, most informed teams back to <laughs> teams. Yeah. Our, our side of the bracket is is uh, horrible. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if we beat Belgium, we face Italy. If we beat Italy, we, we potentially face France or Spain. It's like what the fuck? You know? We'll be the big teams at some point, though. So get yeah. out of the way early. <laughs> so it's uh, no. <laughs> Literally maybe, early, early. We've been yeah. playing the big teams. <laughs> maybe, maybe Austria will do us a favor. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Austria will do us a favor. Maybe Switzerland will do us a favor. And Croatia will do us a favor. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We definitely shall. All right, boys. Another podcast in the book. Shout out to everybody uh, that joined us today. Um, next week, though, uh, Twitter question, guys. Hey. Eh? Don't uh, let us down again, or else. Um, <laughs> you know where to follow us, Twitter, Spartan160 underscore EN, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spartan160 EN. Um, we'll see you soon. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you probably next week. Uh, Forza Portugal, Sunday's uh, another must-win game, and uh, 
What's three? Oh, at three o'clock. Yes. <laughs> I thought no. Steph. I thought you were doing the Arnautovic sign for a three second. Zero. Like, oh, no, three no. Forza, Forza Portugal, and viva Sporting, of course. <laughs>